Hi everyone and welcome back to another episode of the Simply Be podcast. This episode is one that I am so, so excited about because I am here with the beautiful Il-Il, one of my dearest, dearest sisters, and I'm just so excited about where we're going to dive into in this episode. So a little bit about Il-Il before she kind of dives in even deeper is that she is currently a sex and relationship coach. And we're going to be talking more in detail about the nature of sexuality. But before we do that, I'm just going to take a moment to drop us in and then we will dive into everything to do with sexuality. (laughs) Mm. Yes. Okay, my dear. All right. Let's just take a moment. And if you're listening to this. And you feel called to, please feel free to drop in with us. Taking our awareness down from the mind into the body, down from the head into the heart. Starting to take some nice deep breaths. Starting to feel maybe our feet on the ground or on the surface beneath us. Tuning in to the messages that want to come through, tuning in and connecting in with the angels, ancestors, guides and guardians that are healthy and well and wish to Be here in support, assistance, guidance, protection, and love. May they speak through us now for the highest good of all. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And so it is. Mm. Mm, Yeah. Oh, I'm so excited to be diving into this topic with you because because of your wealth of experience and knowledge and also because it is such an important topic to be talking about. But before we do that, I want us to talk a little bit about our story because we have been on an epic ride together. And Thank you. Yeah, we had. Yeah. <laughs> it needs to be spoken about. So I am going to hand it over to you to <laughs> tell us a little bit about me and you and our love story <laughs> all right um first wow I'm so excited to be here Simi like my heart is pounding since you pressed that button of button of record <laughs> and yeah being here with you is such a incredible um expansion and experience to be here with you after everything that we have shared. Uh, so hi everyone, I'm Il Il, Il Il Lankri, and I'm connecting to you from Israel at the moment. And where to start about our story? Me and Sim met about three years ago. Ish, yeah, something like that 
And we met while we were at Van Dwellers and nomads <laughs> walking barefoot on the land of New Zealand, living from our van. Um, yeah. Yeah, and we just met because it was meant to be, really. Mm-hmm. And since then, we... How to explain it in words? Words are really hard sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Um, we've held our hands together while we both grew in such mm-hmm. a magnificent way. Uh, really kind of coming to sit in where we meant to and do our uh, work in the world. Mm-hmm. And we kind of been there next to each other in a really... Um, yeah, big important time of that journey. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah, sister. Yeah, you are definitely. Yeah. Woo! Full on, full on A long time. Yeah. Not beyond this time. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's there's a lot of ancestral stuff. And I feel like we are actually connected like through our lineage somewhere because I don't know, we even look similar. <laughs> yeah we do it's just that like real actual (laughs) we look like sisters kinship like actual kinship and I even say this to like my mom and my sister that I'm like you guys need to meet her because she's one of us (laughs) they're like they're like I know like every time you talk about her like it just feels like she's like familiar like yeah yeah and our ancestors do come from the same place eventually you know it's it's from the same land it's from the same area um yeah and And what's really powerful what's so powerful is like somewhere down the line our ancestors were enemies and I remember when we were leaving Wanaka and we were like looking at each other and I remember I think it was you that was like this is world peace like (laughs) (laughs) uh, we've been pitted against each other Iran versus Israel and now here we are like pouring love into each other and like holding each other as we grow as we evolve in like the most beautiful way and like that is world peace that is where world yeah. starts that like, is the most basic the most true meaning of the word of that yeah yeah world peace. ah yeah just in a few words like how do you even explain <laughs> that in words right I know I'm trying to think is there anything else about our journey that I feel called to share like any moments well I can share I can share what you have added to my um to my kitty to my who I am today um and that is a lot of you know connection to spirit connection to ancestors um yeah I feel like I've learned from you so much just by you being yourself uh, and you're really allowing me to find my way of expressing that and connecting with them. Uh, Aww, yeah. That's so beautiful. <laughs> I didn't even know that. <laughs> yeah. So. Oh, and yeah, the way that you've added to my life is like just your level of like free spiritedness. Like you are just so free to be who you are and like, You don't give a fuck (laughs) what anyone else thinks about that. And I just love that. And you're just, you're wild. You're like the definition of wild. And I just, I just love it. 
<laughs> and you really helped me like give me permission to tap into that part of me you know like the amount of yeah yeah we've we've been in some wild places together lots of naked river swims yeah <laughs> oh my gosh fairies <laughs> uh, in the river yeah okay so tell me a little bit more about you who are you who is Ilil what have you where have you come from I'd love to share my story a little bit because I think a story is a big part of my identity and who I am today um, and maybe it will give the people that are listening a bit more understanding of how I came to be here and um, so I was born I am a free spirit I like I like to I like that I like to see myself as that and I try to remind myself that every day that I am free here in this world and I'm here to experience uh, with wonder you know sometimes we forget yeah. <laughs> a lot of times but yeah I was born in Israel um, 34 years ago <laughs> and I was here growing up in this land called Israel and everything that that means um, until I was 21 after I finished the army and then I went away I went away for a little trip it was meant to be six months uh, to Australia and that little trip of six months turned to be 12 years <laughs> of being away from home um, most of the time in New Zealand where I met you, um, and that is a big part. Aotearoa is a big part of who I am, uh, and it's a big part of my story. And yeah, what else? I, then when I first got there, I had this dream since I was a young girl to be a skydiving instructor, and. I got there and it just became into reality, bit by bit. And I learned pretty much through that journey that I can create and be whoever I want in the world. And with willpower and with intention. And yeah, we can do whatever we want. We can be whoever we want. So my dream then was to become a skydiving instructor. And that is what I've been doing for the last six, seven years. Um, yeah, stressing people to me um, being with them in such an intense moment in their life, you know, where all the masks just fly <laughs> you know, fly off <laughs> and they face their stuff for most people, their biggest fears. Mm -hmm. um, and it's a real honor to be there with people and to take them through such an incredible experience of um, jumping out of a plane and facing their most intense survival instinct. Mm. Um and going with them through that and being with them through like the slow opening of falling through the sky and 
and realizing what they're doing and floating and surviving and yeah being proud magic um so i still do that um and that has been a big journey for me in my life and a big shaper of who i am today it taught me a lot um yeah I'm also really proud to say that there is not many women in the world that do it. Like there's less than 200 and I am the only instructor female in Israel at the moment. So yeah, take that on. (laughs) Yeah. Oh my God. I did not know that 200 in the whole world. Mm -hmm. Wow. Yeah. And (laughs) yeah, I've been through a lot. In my short life, um, I've traveled a lot, a lot um, of really remote places that kind of still live more connected to their old ways, to nature, uh, to simplicity. And yeah, because that is the, that these are the spaces that seem to attract me for a long time. Uh, and weaving is a big passion of mine that I've been really loving to play with for many, many, many years now. And so that connection between far away places, yeah. uh, remote villages <laughs> in Fiji, in Solomon Islands, in Africa, and the woman there yeah. um, sitting with them and weaving for days and days. And everything that that involves, you know, the household and the life that kind of continues while you live. Uh, so be, to be able to see that and experience that and connect with these beautiful women um, is a big part of my story as well. Do you want what to know about Tali Tali or not really? Hmm. Yeah, I would love, even though Tali Tali isn't, it's kind of on a pause. And Tali Tali is a big project that um, I have created with beautiful women from Fiji, from uh, the island of Taviuni. Yeah, mamas, goddesses, strong women, strong and soft at the same time, uh, women from four different villages that I worked with there. And we created a small cooperative called Tali Tali um, that creates beautiful woven yoga mats. And we're going to come back and do also any kind of mats, any sizes of mats, uh, but beautiful woven yoga mats that are made from a plant called pandanas, which is the plant that they use uh, in the tropics um, to weave. Mm. And we created this, how do you say, product Mm. that is way more than just a product Mm. (laughs) And, and represents, you know, the art of weaving, the the knowledge that this passes through generations and generations and the circles of women and all the love and the support and the songs and the holding that is shared in these circles 
you know, and the story of weaving, basically, what is weaving? What it, you know, what is this thing that's been with us forever? Yeah. And I love yeah. what you, you always say about weaving and how it's not just about the weaving, but when you're sitting around in that circle of women and you're sharing that knowledge and sharing that wisdom as well, like that's such a big part of it. And that's kind of what we're missing in the West a little bit of just mm. and doing something with our hands and just being with our sisters and so healing. Yeah, there's something really sacred in that space. I think when we do these um, traditional crafts that's been with us for so long, it's, it really awakens something really old in our body. Moving that hand in that way, sitting in the circle, really focusing on a craft with other people while singing, while telling stories, it it really touches something really old in our DNA. Um, and it's also a portal where we connect to our ancestors. So all of that is felt in that circle. And, you know, I've been sitting in circles of weaving for, you know, over 12, 13 years now. And is, there is that sacredness that is felt there. And, yeah, I think... A lot of people are surprised when they come to weave for the first time and, you know, feel that, yeah. that thing. Yeah, it's so powerful. Mm. By the way, what keeps coming through, just quick pause, <laughs> is you said that you, that I help you with your connection to spirit and what keeps coming through is, like, you are so connected already and... Like you are the ancestor. Like there's no there's no connection outside. It's like you are the ancestor. And like honestly, mm. the way that you that your embodiment, the way that you move through the world, like you are a living, breathing ancestor. Like you're bringing this knowledge and wisdom through every single breath that you take. Mm. Yeah. Thank you, Sam. Ah, oh, I'll just take a moment to. Talk it in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, that's them, us speaking through. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Thank you for that reminder. Oh, you're so welcome. Is there anything else in your story that you want to share? Yeah. I want to share about the, the Woven Village program, which is so cool. Um, so when I did Tali Tali, I didn't want it to be just a product. Okay, I wanted to be more than that. So one day, and I'll just be honest about how it came about. I sat on my balcony and I smoked a joint. <laughs> and boom, it all just came. And I had to grab a paper and a pen and just write, write everything that was coming through. Um, and it was a whole program, a whole, you know, educational experiential program um, for Tali Tali, for how Tali Tali to expand. Um, and it was a four-month program that was meant to be mm. and happened mm. in Fiji with four villages. Uh, for four months, I met with a group of women, the same group of women that we established in every village once a week. Mm. And we started by doing a simple 
yoga session that we did every week for four months that the women all know by heart now and they keep doing it and then we did beautiful workshops after the yoga and it was anything from mindfulness meditation and making salt out of seawater seed saving making compost making biochar uh, what else did we have reusable pads for period yeah. yeah really really variety of things and then we sat and web we ate and we web and that happens for four months mm. um, yeah while covid was kind of the whole island was closed no one came in and came out and and that happened and everything just unfolded and I have the intention of doing it again yes so is there anyone out there that is hearing that and is called to create in some way <laughs> of course you are <laughs> you're already in there yeah. in there yeah but we're calling it in we're calling it in mm. So magic. Yeah, and the reason we're here today to speak about sexuality and relationships and the nature. Mm, let's get into it. So do you want to tell us a little bit about what it is that got you into this field? What got you into it? Mm. It's whatever you want to share. Yeah, that's a good way to start. I guess sexuality is something, you know, my sexual part is something that has always been really interesting for mm -hmm. me. Mm -hmm. And it was really suppressed for many years. It's a part of me that I didn't allow myself to dive into. But I always had that curiosity, this attraction and to speak with people about it, to open that topic. Mm -hmm. yeah. And, yeah, and like I said before, for years I had a lot of wounds that I carried from my sexual experiences, my first sexual experiences. It really limited my capacity to experience pleasure um, and limited my capacity of knowing what I want really and asking for it wow yeah and for a lot of time I waited for the other side to do mm. that for me yeah read your mind <laughs> <laughs> um until one day I had enough and I was like okay I am ready I was ready mm. I was ready to dive deep into it and it's you know it's a part of ourselves that not for everyone but for a lot of us carries a lot of shadows mm -hmm. a lot of parts that we don't want to look at that we are scary to to face mm -hmm. and and it's hard it's not easy to dive into these spaces but i, I think the reward is pleasure <laughs> <laughs> and if there is better reward than that yeah. I don't know 
Yeah, for me, it's a massive one. For me, it was, yeah, I was ready to experience pleasure. Mm. And, and I dived deep. And my journey through my own personal and work and facing of my shadows, mm. saying hi, <laughs> that is really what's happening. Like, let's be honest with myself. And what do I actually want? Mm. How do I even know what I want? Mm. And, and figuring that out. And then... You know, inviting in the spaces to work on that mm. and having the opportunity. <laughs> and everything that kind of like happened to me through that. And so I don't want to get into it too much. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't want to get into my personal journey because it's quite yeah. vulnerable for me and, and it's quite personal. Yeah. But Working through that with myself opened up so many new parts of myself. I grew in a way that I never imagined. I have gained the confidence to be myself and express myself mm. in the most authentic way that I can. Yeah every moment and it changes <laughs> and yeah it really changed me in so many ways and I was called to start sharing that with others mm, yeah and start supporting others through that journey it really happened really naturally you know with you in New Zealand and you being next to me through through all of that and yeah. just talking you know, mm. us talking, uh, us opening that topic between us. And mm. yeah, it really became very obvious for me that my work here is to do with supporting people through that journey. Oh, amazing, amazing. And we, uh, can, I want to dive deeper into that in a bit because we could go into so much of like the real practicalities Mm -hmm. and really diving into Mm -hmm. like why why do you feel that sense of security to be yourself when you're working with sexuality we can go very very deep into the energy centers that that touches but first let's talk a little bit more about this idea of the nature of sexuality and I love what we said earlier before we press record about like Yes, the nature of sexuality, but also the nature of sexuality and how it's so natural and it's such a massive part of nature. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what that means? What does the nature of sexuality mean? What what insights, what wisdoms want to come through you and what do you want to tell us about it? Hmm. Okay, yeah, I'll tell you what it means for me the nature of sexuality when I hear these words and mm-hmm. um, you know it's nature it's a part of our nature sexuality is a part of who we are it's a big part of us um, and like in nature there is biodiversity and um, there is no one way there is patterns 
and that is exactly that like we all we are all different we are all unique we are all perfect and beautiful mm. you know <laughs> and and the first thing is to accept mm. you know that it is our nature and whatever way it shows up yeah. it's all natural no, it's all beautiful. It's all okay. And that is against a lot of messages that we get we get in life, you know? Mm. Um, and and with that, there is patterns. There is patterns that are happening that is really helpful to understand. Yeah. Uh, because it helps us understand ourselves. It helps us to understand the things that come up within us. Uh, yeah, so that is what comes up for me when I hear the nature of sexuality, the nature of intimacy, mm-hmm. the nature of how we relate to each other, mm-hmm. you know, what happens there, yeah. you know, what is our uniqueness and what is the, the pattern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, let's talk a little bit more about these patterns. What do you mean by that exactly? Yeah, Um so we are human beings and we like to put things into you know containers where we can understand them better and there is patterns that happen within us a part of our biology a part of our spirituality a part of our physical body mm-hmm. and, and our psyche mm-hmm. and so yeah it's such a big topic i don't know where to start really see me <laughs> I just really want to put it into two. I think we're talking about two things here. They are very much intertwined and connected, but just to start um, putting things into containers. Yeah. Uh, We have, we've kind of talking about sexuality, which is, you know, our connection to our erotic energy within us, um, how we connect erotically with other people, what is the, you know, nature of our sexual psyche mm. um, and how it manifests itself in our unique self, you know? So we have the umbrella of sexuality. Yeah. And then we have the umbrella of relationships and intimacy and relating, how we relate to each other. Yeah. You know, if it's within a relationship, if it's in within, like, partners, uh, in whatever way that might look. Mm. Um, so yeah, it's like my work is kind of within these two fields, the fields of sexuality and understanding, you know, what is each of everyone's unique sexual nature. Mm-hmm. And then to learn how we relate to each other, because each one of us developed certain ways, certain coping mechanisms, certain things that worked for us through our life and in, in how we relate to other people and how we keep ourselves safe within that. Mm. Um, and it's really helpful to understand that about ourselves. Okay, it really makes it easy mm. for us to understand the uncontrollable feelings that come up with mm. within us uh, when we enter relationship when you enter connection when we dive deep into long term and so yeah so that is another section of my work Mm. and yeah what was the question (laughs) 
<laughs> I can't remember. <laughs> it was perfect. Let's continue. Okay, I'm just going to let that land for a minute. Mm. For me, what's coming up is like, yes, it's it's a lot. And there's all of these, these this, uh, distortions that underpin it. Because again, sexuality at its core is very, very natural. And we've got all of this programming and all of this shame and all of this societal weight that has been put on top of it, that it's now become this really distorted thing in most most of society where it's it's used and manipulated and it's it's just not it's not it's come out of its natural form and this is just my experience um yeah so so it's kind of like and coming from somebody who is grew up or well was was born in the middle east and i'm from a very very islamic kind of like sheltered place in iran where it's like you don't talk about sexuality and sexuality is like at best you're making babies (laughs) and that's about Mm -hmm. the extent of it and i remember growing up i i used to think that it was like this really really bad terrible thing and it's the act of it was bad and terrible and me thinking or talking or acting upon it was a bad thing and so that's something that I've had to really really unpack in my own journey of like what if it's not what if it's actually beautiful and sacred and incredible and what if it's got nothing to do initially with anybody else but me and for me again in my experience it's like it had to start with me and my relationship to my sexuality my relationship to my intimacy before I could like invite somebody else into that sacred space with me um so yeah that was that was an interesting one and growing up like I didn't know any of this you know and you don't really get taught any of this and yeah, just being you through that journey. And I know what it means to unpack that within you because it is, you know, it, these are our first experiences as human beings on this earth are the ones that are the most shaping for our sexuality. Yeah, and they're in our bodies, like you hold them yeah. in your body. They are so, they're rooted so deeply in us and the work that is involved with uh, you know, unshaping, like shaping these mm. messages and, you know, really changing them in our body, changing the place that they take within our body mm-hmm. is is deep work because it really comes from such a deep place within us. And for most of us, you know, I, we come, most of us, and not everyone, because there is positive, sex-positive cultures in the world, mm. but me and you come from a culture that is very sex negative where sex is bad you know where sex is this thing that we don't talk about Mm -hmm. and when we talk about it there is that energy of we're talking about something bad or like even our parents are sometimes most times so nervous about talking with us about it and we feel that we feel that as kids Uh, 
you know, if they have talking talking with us about it, that's a big bonus. So it becomes this thing that is mysterious, that is secret, that is bad a lot of the time. Mm. And then it's also part of our nature. So that energy does come up in us. Mm. And there is this old process that's happening that something that is really strong within us that we have very little control of is bad. So something in our nature is bad. And for a lot of us, this is our first journey experience with sexuality. That causes so much resistance. Even you saying that, it's like it's this push and pull of like something so innate being pushed away or like repressed. And that's Mm -hmm. just such a resistance even just talking about it. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm. And that connects to so many parts of ourselves, you know, self-expression. How do we express ourselves? You know, can we be our full sexual, open, beautiful self? Or, you know, that represents, you know, that connects to our ability to ask for what we want in the world, in life. Uh, Put boundaries. Um, So this, this energy starts coming up for all of us and these first messages that we get are the most shaping for our sexuality Mm. and that's where the diversity comes from you know yeah and and i think yeah so so there is a lot that we carry each one with their own luggage Mm-hmm. about sexuality and what it means to connect with your sexual self you know mm-hmm. we we a lot of time um really like to compartmentalize sexuality like in these spaces it's okay to connect with it but in most spaces it's not so we learn to really shut off from it yeah. Um, so yeah where were we <laughs> and then you also said so then there is these two spectrums in this diverse world in this modern world that is happening you know there's the the open world which is like embraces sexuality to the extreme Mm -hmm. Uh, and and it's awesome and it's great and it happens and it really pushes the limits in in Mm self-expression and and letting that part of ourself be seen and and it became a part of our culture we see it Mm -hmm. everywhere yeah you know the sexy woman the body ads porn it's just everywhere Um, and it's it's mixed with many messages some bad some are good but it is the other extreme yeah um and then i think in our circles i think you know the more woke (laughs) sorry um new agey aware yeah circles uh, in all of their shape and colors there is this idea i think that sacred sexuality um is the ideal mm-hmm. um and i it's something that i carried for a long time and and it was hard for me to connect with it fully mm-hmm. you know and through my studies and through my work now i understand that yes sexual sexuality Sacred sexuality is incredible mm-hmm. and it's divine. And just the essence of just sexuality is divine. 
but it's also kind of like a, a, a way of expressing sexuality that some people connect with yeah and some don't yeah absolutely um and it's a niche within sexuality you know sacred sexuality and you know feeling sexuality through the energy feeling that energy with you and another person connecting that to divine yeah it's a niche within sexuality and sexuality has many other shapes mm. and shades yeah uh, yeah so. and it's whatever you connect with you know mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Not, again yeah. not judging or shaming yourself if you're not meeting some invisible standard of what it needs to look or feel like it's like so what's the word it's so it's so unique it's so unique yeah. and it could look many different ways you know yeah. it could look it can look very sacred, it can look very um, spiritual, or it can look very animalistic and wild yeah, and uncontrolled, yeah, yeah. or it can look very soft and romantic and, and like loving and beautiful, and or it could look dark yeah. and kinky. Yeah. And 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 this can all know, exist violent. in one person. This can all exist. One person want all of that, you know, and just allowing ourselves to really claim all of it without shame. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And really accepting what turns us on. Yeah, yeah. And getting to know what turns us on, okay? Because for each one of us, it's different. Our society kind of idealizes certain ways of getting turned on and really shames a lot of other ways. Wow, yeah. Um, and I think as long as we can play these things that turn us on with consent and respect, mm-hmm. they are all beautiful and they are all perfect because they help us connect to this divine energy within yeah. us. This yeah. true, most natural, more, most basic energy mm. within us. Mm. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. mm, mm, mm. Oh, I mm. felt that one. <laughs> 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 Big fat fuck yes to all of that. <laughs> okay, so let's dive in to... Something that you spoke about when we had a session. So you did a session for me, which was very, very eye-opening. Um, but there's something that really stuck out to me other than other things that I'm not going to get into now. Um, but one thing that you talked about was these this idea of core desires. And it really, really resonated with me. And yeah, could you tell me a little bit more about core desires? I know it's a massive subject, so just mm-hmm. tell me what you feel called to share into this space. But like, what does that mean, and what is that? Cool. Yeah, I, it kind of connects beautifully to our conversation up to now, and um, it's quite a. I'll just say before, so if you are listening to this and it sounds super complicated to you, don't worry. It's quite an advanced topic. Mm-hmm. Uh, when we dive into sexual work um, but it's something that I like to do with my clients in the beginning just to understand them a little bit better yeah and it kind of connects beautifully to 
what we spoke about before of what turns me on, mm-hmm. okay? And the uniqueness um, that happens in what turns each, of us, each one of us on. What makes us feel that erotic energy awakening in us, within us? What makes us feel hot and spicy and in the mood mm-hmm. uh, and ready to connect either with ourselves, with our erotic energy, you know, our sexual energy within ourselves or with another person. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, what we did in our sessions, we um, figured out what are your core desires. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll explain a bit about what core desires are. You're not going to go into my core desires. No, I won't go. I won't go here. I still remember mine. That's how much it stuck in my brain. Like it was really, yeah. Anyway, carry on. Yeah. And figuring that, figuring them out for the first time is just the yeah. beginning of the journey wow. of your journey, your core desires, because, mm. you know, it's, it just starts unfolding for yourself. It's a, it's a long journey. But core desires are the basic, um, to take it to the basic basic is what is the feeling okay the emotion the feeling that i want to have and each one of us want to have when we be, when we come to intimacy mm-hmm. when we come to sexuality to sex mm-hmm. um what is the feeling that if i get it really presses my buttons mm-hmm. yeah right i feel turned on Mm-hmm. And like we said before, we spoke about conditioning, and and so there is some feelings that are idealized mm-hmm. by society, like feeling loved, feeling beautiful, feeling um, desired, mm-hmm. feeling powerful, feeling you know that these are some of core desires that people have. And they are beautiful. Mm-hmm. And, and they're also seen as, as the good core desires. But yeah. some core desires are also viewed as perverted, mm-hmm. messed up, and dirty. And these might be core desires like surrendering or feeling like you are handing your power to another person Mm -hmm. someone is in control of you okay that you maybe want to be degraded Mm. maybe you want to feel degraded or maybe you want to feel afraid Mm. when maybe you want to feel unseen Mm. okay so this these are some core desires as well and that you know, people that have them might get turned on from feeling unseen. Mm-hmm. Um, and that is viewed, uh, that is a bit less accepted in yeah. our society. Yeah. Um, yeah. But like I said before, when we play these core desires, when we get them in a safe space, in a consentable space, um, in a respectful, respectful space, um, they are all incredible tools and perfect mm. and they are our unique buttons yeah 
So they are tools to connect to our erotic energy. And if you ask me, any tool is, yeah. Mm. Any tool that is done in that way is... And that safe space, that safe space. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it's almost like, let's say, for example, you want to be degraded because of something that happened to you in childhood, let's say, as an example. And let's say that you create this really safe, consensual container to kind of like work through that. And that might actually be incredibly healing for you, you know? Like really, mm -hmm. really healing for that thing that might have happened to you that has caused you to to want to be degraded. Again, it's not that it's a bad thing, and you could then continue to be degraded during sex in this like in this liberated way. Mm -hmm. So really, really, when you're doing it in a consentable way, you you really have the power here. Yeah. Oh. You know, you really have the power to say stop, to say red, to say orange, to say um, green. Yeah. Um, and, you know, if you learn how to do it, if you make sure that you have the ability to do that before. Yeah. It is really healing because it's a journey of accepting those parts of yourself. Mm. Um, and it's a really, I think, you know, we brought that topic straight to, to yeah. you know, we're straight into it. And I, it might bring up really strong emotions for people that are listening to us right now mm. um, because it is very sensitive yeah. topic yeah. but if we come back to our core desires and know if things are coming up for you right now if you need to have a pause um, just make sure you take care of yourself and yeah and so core desires are the feeling that each one of us want to have. And according to what we believe in today, mm -hmm. um, core desires are with us our whole life. Mm. Okay, mm. They don't usually change too much. So the core feelings that we want to have, and for each person it will be not just one feeling, it will be a few okay um and they usually stay with us our whole life mm. and because they are connected to our core wounds to our core stories uh, which don't change we might find some healing you know it might be some new core desires that are added we might move from different core desires during our life to be like the most dominant the one that's working the most mm -hmm. but they usually stay because they're connected to our core wounds to our core stories which you know are part of our story in this lifetime and so yeah yeah and I can see how the core desires and how sexuality is so so intertwined with intimacy because you need that really intimate space to be able to dive so deep into those core desires because again they are so connected to those core wounds you know so that's how it really is so interconnected it's not just the sexuality it's the it's the intimacy it's the vulnerability of going into that space and going that deep into that space you know yeah 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 it's quite a deep you know it's quite it's yeah. quite an intense work um to do with yourself and to figure out these things of core desires and then 
really figure out how how do you bring them in you know with yourself with another person um maybe start the wheel work wheels working for the people that are listening to this mm-hmm. all of you out there and for you to start thinking about what your core desires are mm-hmm. um you know it's it's a big process of figuring them out usually a client will come and it's a whole session and like I said before that's just the beginning of the story of us but how do we figure out what what mm-hmm. our core desires are how do we know what is the feeling that you want to have mm-hmm. when you come to sex what turns you on yeah when you feel and there is a few different ways to know your core desires and I'll kind of t- I will talk on the most common ones uh, the most dominant ways and um, but there is there is different ways as well so if these two ways don't work for you and um, don't worry about it there is other ways mm-hmm. I guess the one of the ways is to think back and to remember the best sexual experience you had mm. you know sexual experiences for you was wow like the the best or like the one that you remember feeling so turned on so aroused and the one that you still get like little flashbacks sometimes yeah 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 that one (laughs) that one (laughs) and and they'll probably maybe there is more than one Mm. okay there's more than one that's really good and Go back to that memory. Go back to the experience and start noticing what is the element, what is the ingredient that you remember there. What was it about that that stuck out so much to you? Yeah. Yeah. What is the feeling there that you really enjoyed having? Mm. Yeah. Um, And that is one way. We want, like, that won't... That is not the full process, mm-hmm. but it will start um, the wheels turning. And maybe you can think about what there, what is the feeling that you had there that made you feel so aroused, mm-hmm. so turned on? Is it because you felt irresistible? Is it because you felt desired? Is mm-hmm. it because you felt powerful and dominant Mm. or maybe you had no responsibility and no control Mm. and maybe you felt adventurous Mm. maybe you felt exposed and told what to do Mm. maybe you felt small Yeah. yeah. What was it? What was it there? Yeah. And what elements? Like, was there like an element of danger? Mm, yeah. yeah. Or maybe it was the clean, the cleanliness and the yeah. and the purity of that space. Mm. Maybe it was felt really natural or wild. Mm. What was it there? Yeah, and like you said, if there's more than one memory that sticks out to you you might start to see a pattern or you might start to see more of your core desires you know and like 
Yeah. Yeah, so usually if there is more than one experience that comes up for you, there might be some parallels. Mm. You know, the story, the settings might be different, but the feeling, the core feeling there might have been similar. Mm. Or maybe it was totally different core desire of yours because we have more than one. Yeah, because I know personally, like, the the experiences that really stick out to me, there's actually a lot of, like, contrast, you know? Mm. So so I know that that's from, from going through this with you. I know that that's because I have more than one core desire and that's why there's, like, such a stark contrast between those experiences, you know? Yeah, each experience touched on a different core desire of um, yours yeah mm. and maybe you don't have any sexual experiences that were amazing and that you remember um mm. and another way to find out your core desires is through fantasies if oh. you use someone that uses fantasies that has sexual fantasies and um, that has maybe non-sexual fantasies that you know arouse you in some way Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) yeah fantasies are an amazing way to start uh, connecting to our core desires so some people use fantasies Mm -hmm. to get aroused and some don't so if you do you are someone that uses fantasies you might have one or two fantasies that are your go-to that Mm. are your most reliable ones that are the ones that you kind of use the most yeah go there use these fantasies and start looking again go into really embodying the the scene what's happening there and what are you doing who is there with you And start looking at those elements in that Mm. fantasy, in that story, that turn you on. Wow, yeah. And what if, what if, I know you said that there's lots of different ways to do it, but I'm just thinking, okay, what if you don't have any experiences to look back on and you're not a fantasy kind of person, how would you then start to explore it would it be like a self-pleasure practice what what would be your next kind of step where would you Mm. meet people then so it's kind of like on the same lines um it's really looking back and trying to remember situations that you felt really aroused right maybe it was a certain book that you read maybe you read erotica or maybe it was maybe just a story that you read or an article or something that you saw in TV um, or a scene in real life that you suddenly felt maybe even surprisingly turned on. Yeah. Um, And what happened there, it's probably the story that you've seen, something that happened in front of you touched on your core desire. So we look at these memories, at these experiences that you had, and we start looking at what is the elements there that aroused you yeah oh that's so interesting and then you know so core desire is the feeling that we Mm. want to have yeah how we get that feeling is a whole different topic Mm. okay so for one feeling core core desire that feeling stays with us Mm. it's something that is a part of our core how we get it 
can change and we can get really creative with it. <laughs> and yeah, and we can learn to do it in ways that are safe, are respectful, are consentable, are playful. Mm. Uh, and we can really move around and play with how we like to get that feeling. Yeah. Gosh, it's such a massive subject. It just goes deeper mm. and deeper and wider and wider. And there really is no, it's like untapped, untapped potential. <laughs> yeah, we're kind of touching the Yeah, touching surface. the surface. Yeah, definitely. But I asked you at the start about this kind of idea of patterns. And now it, I'm really starting to see it. It's really starting to take shape and form. Because again, it's it's like nature, how we are all completely unique. but you see these patterns emerging in nature it's almost like it's almost like this wildness this wild nature of us somehow comes in and it becomes almost like mathematical or like scientific you know the way that it, we just like congregate together and it's just it's really really incredible um and then these patterns start to emerge within nature and within sexuality and yeah it's just amazing and within ourselves yes our desires you know yes. there's, there's, it's happening here yeah it's really cool to look at it you know yeah it's happening within ourselves within society mm. and and that yeah, really because... that really touches on the idea of like sexuality not just being sexuality not just being the erotic nature of you know practicing with yourself or another but it's really really this energy that flows through everything it's this creation energy that flows through everything um and that's just so much bigger than us <laughs> yeah yeah and i think that's why we are all get you know also attracted to it in some way it yeah. attracts us that's why they use it so much in media in advertising mm -hmm. because it attracts us because yeah. it is this divine you mm. know thing mm. it's it's a space where we can connect yeah to that element within us yes it's that moment or second that there is no self there is no worries there is no problems and we we in full connection in divine and sexuality is a really human way of connecting with divine mm, yeah it's like taking all of this untapped infinite energy this sexual energy and like like almost um channeling it into an act of sex or pleasure you know and it's just like putting it into this tiny tiny box but actually it's this huge force it's this huge life force that creates worlds literally <laughs> yeah i love that yeah. yes thank you ah okay so how can people start to get more in touch with their sexuality what practical tools can you give them now in this space that they can go away and kind of dive deeper into this for themselves i love this question um yeah wow so many tools but i really want to give you guys something that is simple that is not too scary 
-hmm. I think we have already spoken about core desires and we spoke about how you can start thinking about what your core desires are, what is the feeling. So that is quite complex and it's a lot to do. Uh, if you're wanting something a bit more simple, um, I think that the first thing that I can say, and you said it beautifully, is to be able to show up with that energy and to connect with others. I first need to learn how to connect with it within myself. Yes. Oh, and learn, learn my patterns. Mm. Uh, Self-pleasure practice. Yes. yes that is, yeah. you know, I want to, I don't want to call it masturbation. You know, there's the name, conscious masturbation. I feel like the word masturbation has the connotation for me that there is an on end goal. Mm -hmm. of orgasm yeah um but really when i speak about self-pleasure practice it comes back to practicing feeling pleasure mm. in whatever way that might look yeah. sexual pleasure is the next stage but before getting there something really simple that you can do is start practicing experiencing pleasure and opening yourself up to pleasure and training yourself to feel more pleasure in a more settled ways. So you can think about what feels really nice to me. Mm -hmm. what, do, what do I really, really feel pleasure from? Mm. Um, and when you do it, take a moment to enjoy it. Mm. Yes, slow it down. That pleasure. Yeah. And if we're speaking about self-pleasure practice in a more sexual way, um, you know, maybe having a date with yourself mm. where you really explore your body and explore how you can feel pleasure in your body, mm. how you can touch yourself in ways that feel nice. And how you can breathe, yeah, yeah, in ways that feel nice for your body. Mm -hmm. uh, what sounds can you make that feels nice for you? What movement you can do that just feels nice for you? And I really like to lock my door <laughs> <laughs> and create that safe space for me. Yeah. Um, to explore myself, to get yeah. to know myself a tiny bit more. And what's coming through for me is like, like this idea of how like sensuality is so interconnected with sexuality as well. And especially when you're first starting out on this, on this path, it's like really tuning in with those senses. What feels good? What touch feels good? What smells feel good? It's like really just allowing your senses rather than your mind to really, you know, take the wheel. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. And we are in this human body, you know, we are human beings and it's, you know, committing to a self-pleasure practice is com is is a practice where you expand your capacity to feel pleasure. The mm -hmm. more you do it, the easier it will be. Yeah. The more capacity you will have to experience pleasure. Yeah. And 
And even if it's not sexual, even if it's just yeah. sensual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And what I will say about that is, again, from my experience, is like before I could get to the pleasure part of it, I had to actually go through pain because mm-hmm. I was holding so much that I had to go and meet those places first and I had to go and breathe into the pain and it was actually painful and then once I once I allowed those spaces to be and I breathed into those spaces then I was able to open up to levels of pleasure that I didn't even know existed (laughs) so it's like you got to go through the pain to get to the pleasure you know absolutely and it's it's really important what you say here, Sim, mm-hmm. because not everyone can tap into pleasure right now. Right away, yeah. Right it's away. Crazy. And and in that sense, feeling pleasure could be an advanced thing. Yeah. Um so really, you know, if that is the case, first feeling. Yeah. Allowing yourself to feel the sensations. Yeah first whatever they are yeah you know allowing yourself to feel the sensations mm. and maybe later it will be pleasure and it will start slowly slowly and um, turning into pleasure but it is it does start from even allowing yourself to feel the sensations yeah and, yeah and if we say you know become a bit more practical with mm-hmm. this specific tip yeah self-masturbation self-pleasure practice where you have a date with yourself where you come and you find pleasure and maybe you even connect with your erotic energy mm-hmm. and you touch yourself in ways that feel nice and you really learn to know what feels nice for you mm-hmm. Uh, I spoke about breath. I spoke about touch, mm-hmm. sound, movement. These are all tools that we have in our bodies to connect with pleasure, to connect with our erotic energy. Here you go. <laughs> have fun. <laughs> have fun. Have fun <laughs> yeah, have fun. Have fun. And like... Oh, I just love, I just love this work because for me, it's so important to like come back to the body, like just come back into the body and like this is as deep into the body as I think that you can get is that root chakra healing of like such deep, deep work, you know, and just like really reclaiming our vessel, our human vessel. Mm. Yeah. Yes. You and and you remind me something else that I wanted to bring up. You know, when you asked for what can our listeners do to start mm-hmm. connecting with their sexuality, um, and that is exactly that. Mm. Is you know as simple as filling your root chakra, bringing your awareness down to your genitals. Mm. to your pelvic floor to your root chakra and feeling it for a moment breathing into it Mm. and saying like just stopping for a moment and 
in the same way that we bring our awareness to our breath or to different parts of our body, bring your awareness to mm. your cock, to your pussy, to your vagina, to your yoni, to your dick, to your anus. Feel it. Say, yeah. hey. And see what comes up for you. And that, I think, will be such a beautiful starting point of where you can go from there. Like, maybe you feel amazing and you feel turned on straight away or maybe you feel these more negative emotions negative is in air quotes by the way <laughs> negative emotions and like that's a great starting point of where you can then go from there you know yeah and maybe you don't feel anything yeah that's a big one you haven't connected with that part of yourself yeah. for so long yeah that's so okay not too. anything is okay too yeah and that's like, and like a feeling as well like yeah and I feel like we're now going back full circle to the start of the the episode where you said that the main thing is just acceptance right acceptance for exactly where you're at on your journey acceptance for what you're feeling acceptance for what you want and what you desire and who you are ultimately that's how deep mm -hmm. this shit gets you know like it's, it's who you are yeah, and that's where you're at right now. And, you know, we try to be, we try to feel, we try to, you know, force these things. But not feeling anything is also somewhere. It's also something. And I think intentions are so powerful and commitment is so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, and trust that if you, you know, connect or have the intention to connect with that part of your body, the connection will be established mm -hmm. it will be built it will strengthen yeah i remember when you know i started doing this work and there's this beautiful breath that i do with people is exactly that connecting breathing all the way down to your pelvic floor and your genitals and i didn't feel anything mm -hmm. my breath couldn't even reach that place yeah and for two weeks it was like that and for some people it's even longer yeah and then slowly slowly like a tiny mm, second of sensation and maybe it was tension yeah. and then it starts being a bit warm and ticklish mm -hmm. um, and the connection started to open up yeah and you can't rush it Mm -mm. Yeah. really just accept like yeah. wherever yeah. you are right now yeah. and if it is something that is important for you and you want to build up commit to showing up mm -hmm. to yourself in that way yeah i think it's a beautiful place to close up yeah this conversation yeah that was it. That was that was the ticket. It, it was just perfect. <laughs> um, well, this has been incredible. Thank you so, so much. And I know that somebody's going to be listening to this and being like, okay, I need to work with this woman. <laughs> so how do we dive deeper? How do we dive deeper with you? How do we, yeah, tell us. Tell us where to find you. Ooh, where to find me? Um yeah i am just about to launch my website and it is my name ililankri.com 
there you'll have all the information about what I do, my work, and how to get in touch with me. Right now, that is the only way mm-hmm. to get in touch with me. Um, unless you write to see maybe and she can make the connection. But my journey with social media is in a funny place right now. So <laughs> for now, through my website is the only way. I'm not on Instagram or on Facebook. Mm-hmm. My name is I-L-I-L, Il-Il. <laughs> and my last name is Lankry, L-U-N-K-R-Y dot mm-hmm. com. Amazing. And we will um we'll put this on the notes as well for anyone. And yeah. Yeah, and I love, I love working with people. I, so I am officially a sex and relationship an intimacy coach and mm-hmm. um, I do somatic coaching so we work through with the body mm-hmm. through experience experiencing yes. um, real life experiences practicing feeling the body using mm-hmm. the body as a vessel and a lot of talk as well and uh, so it's really a mix of talking and practicing mm-hmm. and experiencing and I would love to work with you. And if I, you know, I can't work with you, if it's beyond my capacity, I will love to show you the direction. Yes. Someone can. Yeah. Beautiful, 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 beautiful. I feel like we could talk for another four hours, but I think this is already pretty long. <laughs> Thank you so, so much for your presence and for your energy and for your knowledge and wisdom and it's been amazing it's been incredible yeah I'm just like oh I'm going to listen to this conversation me too (laughs) (laughs) yeah thank you so so much and yeah that's us